Nets beat the Celtics 104-93. Um, Tatum came out on fire. I think he had his first four shots. And, hey, man, the Nets came out struggling. With Damn, not four for four into six yeah. to 20. Six of 20 with 22 points. Kemba struggled as well, five of 16. Marcus tried early. He had six of 13, but he had 17. No one really shot well for either one of these teams, really. Um, but KD, 10 of 25, but he ended up getting to the line 12 times for 32 points. James Harden, 21 points, eight assists, nine rebounds for him. He got to free the line 10 times. And Kyrie Irving, 11 for 20, 29 points. Um, was only two of eight from three. The, the Nets as a team only had eight threes, but they end up winning the game handily by 11 points. Most comfortable win, I believe, yep, of these first games. So, Don, where are you? Nah, not the, not the most, but there there was Portland-Denver. I forget. I forgot that that game happened. So, we're talking about a lot. <laughs> um, I mean, for Boston – I think they should have played Robert Williams more. I don't know why they only played him uh, 22 minutes, but <coughs> he had a huge impact with 11 points, nine rebounds, and nine blocks. Like, you feel me? So I don't know why they didn't play Robert Williams more, but I mean, you know, Boston is just outmatched. And yeah, I, offensively, Kevin Durant went out there 32, Kyrie 29. Uh, Harden 21, and you know, Tatum 22, Kemba 15, Marcus 17, Fournier 10. And obviously, we know that Boston doesn't have a bench, so I mean, it's not much to say about this one. Brooklyn's just better than them. I think, I think if Jalen was there, they might snatch a game or two, but at this point, nah, I don't, I don't think this one's, I don't think they're gonna win any games anymore. <laughs> I thought they might. I thought they might win. I thought they might go six, but not nah, enough. Yeah, yeah, you're tripping. Darnell, what were your thoughts? Yeah, Boston had a, they had their chance in the first half, but I think this game was over after that, uh, pretty much. Once Jason Tatum went cold, that was all she wrote, really, because that's all they really have to score. Um, you look at Kimba, he took 16 shots, but he only scored you, she only scored you 15 points. You got 10 from Fournier on 10 shots. Not great either. You got 17 from Marcus Smart. That's really good, but you're not going to get that consistently. And that's all the scores that they have. So if those, if none of those guys have 30, close to 25 plus, then they're not going to win. And the Brooklyn Nets have three Hall of Famers all in their prime, and they're playing well at the same time, and they play well off of each other. So – it's just about the Nets, and the Nets were the better team. Even though none of them shot great from three-point line, they still were able to win the game. So it just shows you this is a really a this is about talent, and Boston just doesn't have the guns to keep up with a team like the Nets. Game two. Um, moving on, the Nets. Beat the Celtics badly, 130-108. Really kind of, it was worse than this. Um, for the Celtics, a Marcus Smart led them in scoring with 19-6-13, and that's just not a good sign. Um, Kemba had 17. Tatum struggled, <clears throat> three for 12 from the field, nine points. Um, and for the Nets, Joe Harris came out crazy in the first half, ended up with 25 points on seven of 10 shooting from deep. 
Harden, 20.7 assists, and KD, 26 and 8. Uh, Darnell, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, Jason Tatum actually got poked in the eye and he left the game. So he only played, ended up playing 21 minutes. And we know if they don't have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, the Celtics aren't even, they shouldn't even be left. They should be in a Cancun somewhere. Like the leading scorer was Marcus Smart. He gave it his all. He made five of eight threes. But the story is the Brooklyn Nets. And whenever the Brooklyn Nets can get, 20 points from three different scores. This night happened to be Joe Harris instead of Kyrie Irving. Then they're going to be a tough team to beat because they just seem to get everyone involved and they play a good style of basketball. And seven of 10 shooting from three point line for Joe Harris, like four of eight from Harden, 17 as a team. It's just too much firepower, right? And the Celtics just, they're not. Their team that, like the Clippers, were supposed to be a team that was led by their defense. And without Jalen Brown, for sure, and Jason Tatum, it's really tough because they don't really have the wing depth to really keep up with the Kevin Durant's and the James Harden's and stuff like that. So it's the Nets doing what we thought they would do and going up 2-0. I would expect this series to be over in four games. Yep. Poorly constructed team going against the best team in the league, missing their second best player. (laughs) So that's my takeaway. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we knew it would be like this, but it's still kind of crazy to me how um, there was a stat being shown in the first half that they had like 12 assists and the Celtics had one. And then they had like two turnovers and the Celtics had nine. I was like, oh, all right. So we know that they play whenever you – I think it's a little overstated how much the Nets play iso ball because they kind of – It is. They they don't like that at all. They only do when James Harden's out there by himself to set up the offense. But other than that, they kind of just – they they, they look for matchups all the time. I mean, but if you're just going to have three mismatches out there constantly – Mm-hmm. Like it seems like four for real, depending because it's because if you because if you pay attention to the three, yep. then you got him out there scoring sixteen in the first quarter. Yeah, it's either Joe or really it's Shamit, you know. And I mean, or Jeff Green. Jeff Green can hit, and Blake has not done anything yet. He's He'll. He said he can be a passer and just not shoot and be cool with it. And I mean, hey. Game three. Um, moving on to the two teams with their backs to the wall, the Celtics end up beating the Nets 125 to 119 as Jason Tatum yet again goes off for 50, 16 to 30 shooting, 5 for 11 from the 50.7 assists, 6 rebounds for Tatum. He was unbelievable. Tristan Thompson as well, 19 points, 13 boards, 9 offensive. Marcus Smart ended up with 23 as well, and Fournier giving him 17. So a big game for the Celtics as they fought at home. KD with 39, Harden with 41 and 10, but they still never get it done. As Kyrie, after all the comments, struggling on the road back in Boston, 16 points, 6 of 17, not great shooting. So, Darnell, what did you see out of this one? 
I thought it was interesting that I think there was only about four to seven thousand fans. It was either four thousand or seven. I think it was four thousand fans that were in Boston, and that for Game Four, the capacity is increasing to about seventeen thousand. So it's going to be a much greater atmosphere in Game Game Four than it was in Game Three. But Jason Tatum was amazing, right? Yeah. He had Kevin Durant guard them in the first half. Really, nothing Kevin Durant could do to stop him. Any any shot that Jason Tatum wanted, he was getting switches. I think Claxton got him on a couple possessions. Step back three, face in your face. Like next, whoever's next, James Harden, you can have some. Kyrie, he got his share too. And whenever Marcus Smart is hitting threes and playing defense at a high level, we know the Celtics have you know a, a chance to win a game. But I'm just surprised they were able to overcome Kimball Walker's struggles mostly because of how, you know, impressive Tristan Thompson was out there in his minutes. But for the Nets, like you said, Kyrie Irving really struggled out there. He tried his best in the second half to kind of get it going. He had eight in the fourth quarter, but it just wasn't enough. Kevin Durant down the stretch tried to get it going. James Harden, 41-39 respectively. But it was just a night where Jason Tatum was the best player on the floor. And nothing else that the Nets really throw out there could really matter. Dom, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I said it before the series started. I was like, I think Boston can take a game or two just because I feel like Tatum's just going to give them one just because of what I've been seeing from, like, the past recent, like, few months from him. Really, it feels like ever since he got COVID, he gets 50 once a week at this point. So, you know, he had a 50-point game, and he just was the best player out there. And, you know, Marcus Smart, you know, contributed with his 23. Fournier gave him 17. Tristan gave him 20. So that kind of offset, you know, Fournier and and Tristan, you know, giving them the offense kind of offset what Kemba was lacking. And for Brooklyn, you know, as we said, Kyrie struggled, you know, back in Boston. And Joe Harris didn't give them too much any either. And he's been one of the most important players as well so you know if they're all gonna if Kyrie and Joe Harris aren't gonna give them you know the offense that they need to and the bench isn't gonna give them much then you know they're not gonna win as much but even then even with all that it took them it took Tatum 50 to beat them by six and I think that's all we need to know (laughs) going forward yeah yeah I mean Tatum 50 to beat them by six (laughs) I mean, again, if we're looking towards, hey, this series isn't completely over yet, but looking more next series, that means Giannis got to average 40 to beat these guys. Um, they're just going to explode, and Kyrie's going to have only 16. Like Tom was saying, the bench struggled, and this is, I think, one of those cases where they miss, you know, Jeff Green, um, even, who would help with the bench production. He comes off the bench as a shooter. He, I think they said he's going to be out until next series at least and then reevaluated. So that could be big for them. Blake has struggled. Yeah, I think it was 10 days he was ruled out for. Days, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When did he get hurt? Must have been the last day. Uh, did he play? Plantar, fasci- plantar fascia injury, oh, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know he was out for 10 days. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching. I was like, why is Jeff Green out of the game? And obviously, that destroys their bench because, you know. This can't really score. I mean, you saw Shamik out there, zero points, minus 26. Claxton, minus 21. 
Offense is slow. They not only they not only killed their bench, but they don't really have any other big man. Yeah, he's like one of their big. So mm-hmm. a lot of the times you saw Tristan Thompson trying to get boxed out by Joe Harris. It's like mm-hmm. that's not going to work against the Bucks. Yeah, that's that's putting too much on Claxton, really. Yeah, because yeah. if, if, I mean, if, if DeAndre is going to be, you know, DNP CD all playoffs, then that means that Claxton going to take up all those minutes now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw from Blake, he played 25 minutes, and he was a plus 16, but the thing was, he, he knew what he had to do, five fouls, but that's the whole problem, right? Without a Jeff Green out there, you don't have someone else who's, who's like, I guess, who's just been in those moments and knows, hey, this guy's just going for every rebound. I'm just going to foul him a couple times. You can't get every one, right? And that's why you saw Blake was a plus 16. And even though Tristan, Tristan, because he was out there with Kemba, he fought hard for his minus 16. But this is one of those cases where it's really like the number. No, we know Tristan going. He know we know Tristan going to give you a strong ass. It's not in <laughs> strong ass twenty and yes, ten. But well, one thing I'm trying to get to. Let me get there. Grant, what the bench is so bad that Grant Williams went out there for 11 minutes. It was a plus 15. That's tell you all you need to know. All you know about this game. Now, shot. <laughs> again. Though, like you said, the Nets, all their offensive struggles, they, they got two guys who just scored 40. Um, even though they're, they're hard to say, I guess they're third best player or whatever, um, had 16 on 6 and 17 shooting, talked himself right into that one. So he better snap game four. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. You no, know he heard it. I mean, he said it. Oh, you mean he heard it? Nah, if he heard, he heard it, he was. It. He was looking right at that person, pointing them out and getting them ejected. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. You didn't hear it. You know, if you heard it, that's exactly what he was doing. So we, hey, yo, he's talking right to the rock. Hey, yo, he can't call me that, bro. Get him out. Get him out of here. Guaranteed. Had everyone on high alert. We all know they saw it, but. Hey, man. I think no, that that's the Go ahead. I was saying that's the one. That's the one word that everybody in the arena knew they couldn't say. Yep. I, they just booed him every time he touched the ball, and that was enough. It was clear right now. Yeah. But moving yeah, on, that man Trey took that to the chin. It was like, already bet. Trey didn't do anything. Trey just beat them. He said, but he every time he touched the ball. Yeah, that's because he that's because he was killing them, not because he left the team, quit on them, and then called them racist. <laughs> Wildly different. Wildly different. Game four. Moving on, let's go to the Eastern Conference here. We got the where are I go? Let's go, let's go net Celtics here. Right after Tatum scored 50. Um, hey man, these guys for the Nets, they really, they really just keep scoring on you. Um, KD 42, Kyrie 39, James Harden, incredible 23 points, 18 assists, as they end up scoring 141 on the road against Boston 126. We know Boston's hurt. They again, this game we're missing Kevin Walker, they're missing Robert Williams, have been missing Jalen Brown. And Tatum tried, man, had 40. <laughs> but you know what 40 isn't? 
40 isn't 42. <laughs> 40 isn't 50. So <laughs> that's when he clearly needs to score for him to beat anybody um, in this situation. Hey, man. Marcus Smart, 16. Fournier, 16. What were your thoughts on this game as the Nets take a 3 1 lead? Yeah, this game was interesting because oh, I wondered. The bottle also getting thrown at Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie bottle gate. Yeah. Kyrie stepping on the logo. I told y'all that it was 4,000 fans in the first game and it will be a lot different in the second game with 17,000 fans in the arena. And we saw the result of that. We got a fan arrested, ejected, and banned for life for throwing a bottle at Kyrie Irving. Who had a. Yeah, he got arrested. Mm-hmm. And we saw Kyrie Irving kind of have a bounce back game. He was awful in game three. Game four, he came back 39 points, 11 rebounds. Not really a facilitator because we know that's not really his role in this team. And when James Harden has 18 assists, can't really complain about other guys not getting other guys involved. So you, you take that any day. James Harden, timely baskets. Didn't really get to the free throw line as much as normally he does because it just wasn't that kind of night for him. But, yeah, he didn't really have to. We didn't really see, for Boston, we didn't really see Tristan Thompson dominate the way he did in their win. So that was a major blow for them. They need Marcus Smart to hit shots. He, Him and Evan Fournier both shot the same percentage from the field and from three. 33% from the field, 22% from the three-point line. That's not going to get it done. Jason Tatum shot under 50%, 10 of 22. For them to win games, he's got to be – he's going to have to have, like, career games. Like, we like this is a tall task beating a team like Brooklyn, especially when everyone has it going. So, 40 points mostly because he got to the free throw line 17 times and made all 17. But nonetheless, an impressive stat line for him. And the Celtics are out, outmatched team, so I'm not surprised at the result. And I'm, I'm interested to, to hear your thoughts on Kyrie stepping on the logo and that whole fiasco. Kyrie has been setting this up now for three days, four days, mm-hmm. however many long. He was saying blah, 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 all this stuff, obviously racial slurs and everything. And he steps on the logo. Then someone threw a bottle at him. Clearly not okay. Um, not going to condone the bottle throwing at all. Then Katie's like, y'all got to grow up. I just... I'm, I'm going to say this. I kind of do like the Nets more now. Because now I get it. I understand. I get it. They're just trying to troll the entire NBA. I see it. Now that I can see, now the thing is, if you're going to do that, you got to win, right? And like we saw from game three, you know, he was talking about the racial slurs, everything, blah, blah, blah. And there was nothing happened, there were less fans, and he struggled, right? And so now, game four, like you were saying, more fans, the concern, well, there were two concerns. One was that something would happen and something did. Um, Fans are getting ridiculous, getting a little scary, not going to lie. Um, something else happened, a different scene in a later game, which we'll talk about. But the other thing was, would Kyrie obviously be better? 
And we they weren't serious, they weren't big questions. We weren't like, oh, Kyrie's gonna be, you know what I mean? But it's just right the playoffs. It's, your legacy's being made. We just have to see it. And Kyrie went out there and he was <coughs> I think A D was the best player. Kyrie was second, whatever. But they were both unstoppable. And James Harden was unstoppable too. He just only decided to take 12 shots. It's like, so what do you do? Um and then obviously you have everything else. Big baby talking to KD, being like, or talking to Kyrie, being like, hey man, if you step on luck, you're disrespecting every Celtics player. And KD's being like, nigga, please. No, you saw that. <laughs> that yeah. I saw that one. That one's pretty funny. It's like, I get it now. They're, they're just, my, my thing, just purely on the court would be, I'm going to ask you this because I really don't know. They can't stop anybody, but no one can stop them. I like I'm seeing now Tatum. I, I we also don't know how good Tatum is, right? Because as bad as the Wizards' defense is, and as good as we you know know Joel and be to be, he didn't score fifty on them. He didn't score forty on them once, right? For a multitude of possibly you could say a multitude of other reasons, but that's just the case, right? And right. so I just wonder. The Nets, obviously, it's the same question. The Nets defense is not good, but if they just want to score every time they touch the ball, and I just I don't know how you stop any of them, let alone all three of them. I'm I'm interested. What are your thoughts on this? Like, does this get does this series make you feel better? Because you had the Nets in the finals too. Does it make you feel better or worse? I don't think my feelings have changed. Like, I didn't expect the Celtics to have a chance against the, against the Nets because the Celtics have been so bad and the Nets just have three superstars. And I think, honestly, I think the real NBA finals is next, next round. If the Nets advance, which obviously I think they will, then you have Milwaukee and Brooklyn. And I think right there, I think that's the matchup that's going to show us everything we need to know about the Brooklyn Nets. Yep. Because we've seen Jason Tatum go off for 50 against the Nets. And I think everyone can agree. Giannis is a better player than Jason Tatum. And Giannis is a little more dominant in the paint. He's going to, like, Jason Tatum's doing it with jump shots. Giannis is doing it with dunks. So he's going to get your bigs in foul trouble. You can't, you can go small, but you're going to get punished for it. And it's going to just be a battle of two heavyweights. And I think the Nets really going to, they're really going to have to buckle down because with the addition of Drew Holiday, he can, he can bother either a James Harden or Kyrie Irving. It's going to come down to Kevin Durant and Giannis that matchup. And Hey, I'm picking the Nets to advance, but, the way the Brooklyn, the way Milwaukee looked in the sweep, man, I'm looking like I I see it, and I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way either. Exactly. One thing I will say, even though I agree, Giannis is better, he's more dominant. Um, we saw him score fifty on these guys, or sorry, forty on these guys. But one thing he's not gonna do, Tatum to get these numbers yesterday or Sunday. 17 for mm-hmm. 17 at the free throw line. 
No, he's not hitting that. 17 of 17 from three. I mean, from free throw line. He's never doing that. So it's like some of those points are going to be lost from the free throw line. Tatum's been great from the, obviously for free throw lines, a much better three point shooter. Like you say, he's a jump shooter. That's why I don't even know how much of this I'm going to blame. Now, Tristan Thompson getting rebounds, and they stopped it last game, but that was like a huge thing, right? And that's one thing that it was not going to be able to fix. But Tatum, I'm just watching him, and I'm like, they're there. He just keeps hitting everything and getting fouled. Obviously, at home, also, like we saw, he had like 20 on the road a couple games. I think he had 12. He left with an injury in game two at home, and we saw it in the playing game. Jason Tatum is ridiculous. Um, yeah. In the playing game, 50 game three, 40 game four. He gets a lot more calls there. So that's another thing as well. But you're right. I, I definitely I, – I actually agree with all that. I think the NBA Finals definitely might end up being this Nets-Buck series, depending on the Lakers to me. and In their health. In their, yeah, health. their health. Completely. Yeah. Um, that's obviously the question with them. But, yeah, I agree because you can see you can see the path to victory for the Bucs. I, I don't think the Nets are going to score 140 on them. But then again, I don't really know because – Drew has to Drew has to play Kyrie to a draw. And then even then, it's like it's almost like yeah. Drew has to kind of play James Harden to a draw more than Kyrie. And Middleton has to play Kyrie to a draw or get close. He has to be close to Kyrie. And Giannis has to be close to Durant. He can be better than Durant. But from what I've seen from Durant recently, man, he's just complete. He, I mean, what the hell is this? This is going to score forty on you, then. All right, and this is every time you can you can even see it on the court. It's not like you forget about him, but it's like, all right, damn, like Kyrie just doing all this dribbling, James Harden doing all this dribbling. And, oh yeah, there's KD wide open for a three, splat. Or oh yeah, yeah. There's for a three. I'm gonna rotate. He's one dribble jumper, bang. Or, oh, you want to go all the way and kind of get to the jumper. I'm all the way to the basket. Foul. It's like, I don't know what you do. You don't do anything with them. You, so, and we know that they don't want to put Giannis on any of those primary guys. So, he's probably going to be on Blake and try to rotate. That's going to be the help. My guess is what they should do is probably not put Brooke out there, but they will try to in game one. We'll see how it works. Because Brooke can score on them, but I just don't know if you want him out there. So, it's going to be a lot of interesting crossroads. I'm excited for that series, that should go six or seven. That's going to be exciting. But I, I would tend to actually agree with you. I don't think I am too concerned with the Nets, but I will say if you letting up 120 and wins, that's a little – I don't know how much, I don't know how duplicable that is, you know, because the Celtics yeah. aren't supposed to be this good at scoring. And, again, it's Tatum, and Tatum at home goes crazy. So I don't really know. Um, moving – Game five. Now, there's a lot coming out of this one. The Nets beat the Celtics 123-109. Spike Tatum, 32 points. He tried. Just didn't have the help. Obviously, they're a banged-up team. James Harden had his playoff game so far. 34 points, 10 rebounds, and assists. A little triple-double John um, in the win. Kyrie, 25. KD, 24. And they just had a barrage in the fourth quarter of just everybody just raining in threes. And the Celtics just hadn't, I mean, they're beating up, but they just had, I don't know if any team would have an answer for what they were doing. 
It was like all of them. It was really all of them just a barrage of threes. It was crazy to watch. Um, so the Nets go on. They win the series 4-1. And then today we get the report. Danny Ainge stepping down. Brad Stevens, president yes. of basketball operations. Yes. Looking at coach Jason Kidd. Darnell, what are your thoughts? What just happened here? Jason Kidd and Lloyd Pierce have been reported by Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports that they are two potential candidates for the Celtics job. And I think that this is interesting because I tweeted this, that I thought that the Celtics would make changes. But a shakeup like this is not something that you see coming because it happens to both the general. It's weird because no one really got fired. So, like, they really don't put anyone at fault. Yeah. And it really is just like, okay, we know, we know, we recognize, and we're just going to make some changes. And I guess Brad Stevens has grown a little bit tired of coaching from the bubble and the experience this season, and he wanted a little time away. So I get that. I still think that they have to make other moves because I think it, it was bigger than just – it was bigger than just a voice in a locker room that just grew on deaf ears. It's more about the roster and the moves that Danny Age made with the cat with the draft capital that they had, and just getting better players around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is is really what it comes down to. And if they're going to do that, it's put it's possible that they might have to trade Marcus Smart, even though he's the glue guy to their team, but for them to take it to the next level, they've, they've tried the Marcus Smart experiment. It can only get them so far. And I think he's on his way out the door, honestly. What do you think? Yeah. The problem is the roster. So why the hell are we putting Brad Stevens in charge of that? What are we doing? Well, he won't be in charge. Well, Danny Angel is in charge of it. Yeah, I know. What? And Danny Ainge wasn't great at it. But, but, but Brad Stevens has no experience. That's my whole issue. Oh, it's a valid point. This is a super valid point. That's my whole issue with the thing. Masai Ujiri is sitting right there right there not working for what what do you mean not working oh did he is he still the Raptors GM I thought he retired I thought he resigned yeah. oh no. he resigned no he's still he's still they were Raptors. talking about it they were considering it I think you could get him if you really tried yeah but you gotta throw the bag bag at him that hey man all right Stevens not good. And now if they hire Jason Kidd, I'm going to just laugh. I'm going to laugh, say thank you, Celtics. It was cool. But y'all done for. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a, that's a That's a backwards move as far as coaching. Lloyd Pierce, same thing. I don't think there is yeah. a forward move from this point. That's what I'm saying. No. And it's a, it, you can... You can make the argument it's a backwards move at GM. 
Bro, he's he's leaving coaching thinking that GMing is going to be easier. That's not how it works. Not easier. Actually, probably more work. And you know what this sounds like to me? What? Bill Jackson without the rings, man. <laughs> well, that sounds like to me. So you, you're, you're predicting disaster, I take it. Yeah. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> it's, it's, all of this is dumb. Now, hey, man, they're hoping he's Pat Riley. That's what they're hoping, right? Yep. Even so, he's still Pat Riley without the rings. However you want to break it down. I think they showed – I saw someone post, like, Brad Stevens' resume on Twitter. And I didn't really read what his, what it was, like, all of the stats, because I read it so fast. I kind of glanced over it. But the premise of the tweet was it wasn't very impressive. Like, he played – he was a coach for eight years in the league, and he, he really didn't do that much for the acclaim that he got during his time as a coach. Made some conference finals, beating the Sixers. But that's it. And then one time he beat the Raptors. Seven. Because Siakam decided to post up Jalen Brown for five games. What he did. Yep. And he lost to the Heat when he had Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Gordon Hayward on one roster. And we saw Gordon Hayward this year. All in. Yep. Making the Hornets a four seed until he got hurt. Without LaMelo. Hey, look. Hey, man. I just... That was the GM. So what move would you rather see? Would you rather see the Celtics just fire Dude, I'd rather see Danny Ainge in? No. I mean, if you want to retire, you can retire, Brad. Not making you the GM because you're tired. Sorry. President and basketball operations and GM aren't necessarily the same. Uh, like, he can still hire a GM. Not doing that. This is about the power. This is clearly a power move, and Brad wanted the power. Not, not, he's not letting anyone else do anything. I'm telling you. But I'm saying, if you wanted to do all that, you still could have. I don't, I don't know. They do it sometimes in the NFL, so I don't know how, how he's going to do it. I would have let Brad, if you want to hire the, if you want to hire the GM, right? Mm-hmm. You can do that. I'd even give him that. Because I don't think this is necessarily his fault. I do think they're a badly constructed team. But no, I'm not, I'm not giving you my whole, I'm gonna give you the operation, but you still got a coach. That's what I'm doing. I'm not gonna say so you give him more, so you give him more responsibility after he tells you how burnt out he is from coaching. You or you can or you can leave. That's what I'm that's what I don't want. But you know what happens when he leaves, right? Cool. I'll figure it out. We rebuild. We change up everything. So you trade Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum is going to be disgruntled. If he retires? 
I mean, it would be seen like they forced him to retire. Nah, he would say he was tired. We'd be like, yeah, man, we love Brad. One of them stay. He was gassed. It was never going to be a simple fix for the Celtics. That's for sure. I'm, I'm, you know what I don't want? Here's what I don't want. What's that? Jason fucking Kidd. Lloyd Pierce. That's what I don't want. Not two coaches who got fired midseason. The team got better. I, I don't understand. But the thing about coaching in the NBA is there's not a candidate that you can point to and say, this isn't like the NFL where it's just like coaches, like big-name coaches on the sidelines that you can point to and say, hire that guy. Everyone is pretty much used goods that's on the market that, that are the big names that you know about. Everyone else are assistant coaches that you might not know about that will be successful. And it's just the job of the organization to find that guy. Like you got to find the next, the next Brad Stevens, not one of these recycled coaches. Like the NFL has the same problem, the same issue. Guess what the Browns did, right? They tried the recycled coach, Hugh Jackson. How'd it work? It didn't, because it normally doesn't. Then what did you guys try to do? We tried to go after the assistant that maybe has some upside. Yep. No. And it failed miserably. But then what did you do? You went for the assistant of a team that with, was good. No, we went with we went for the assistant with all the experience in the world. Yep. He spent his whole career with the Vikings. Yep. Making Kirk Cousins good. Now look. Right? Mm-hmm. And now they look like very well run. Now that now everyone's the best talent in the league, best roster. It's because the coach is different. They had talent. They didn't have talent. It's been there. You remember when I told you that the the Browns had a better better roster than the Eagles? Yeah, after we won the Super Bowl, yeah, you were wrong because you guys went one and fifteen. We made the playoffs. No, you weren't right. I do remember. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for saying. I don't. I don't remember what year that was. It was a year we all stunk, and it was no. We didn't go one and fifteen. We went seven and nine. We went seven eight and one that year. We made the playoffs. And lost to the Saints on the road by six. Out of my face with that. <laughs> I'm the Celtics. I'm looking maybe like a jazz assistant coach. That's where I'm looking. I don't know his name. Go, go for that. No more retreads, man. I might even... Take a little, take a little gander at college. If you just did it and it worked, fuck it. Or you, you perceive it as working. Thing is how you gave to do the promotion. I can tell you as a team, as a fan of a team that hired a college coach, don't hire a college coach. Yeah, but the Celtics just did it though. Yeah, but that's an anomaly. Don't hire a college coach. It's gonna go really bad. No, you're right. Amen. All got for the Celtics. Anyway, Nets, congratulations. We'll preview that Nets Bucks series later time. 
What it's about to start up. I am excited. 